MSW Media. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello and welcome to the MSW Book Club. I'm your host, Allison Gill, and for the next eight Sundays, I'll be covering the best-selling book, Here, Right Matters, by Alexander Vindman. We sat down and talked about this book on a recent episode of The Daily Beans. So if you have a minute, I would give that a listen for a little background. And please buy the book or the audiobook or both now and read along with us. It's so important to support amazing authors. You can get your copy of Here, Right Matters, wherever books are sold. Today, we're going to begin at the beginning with chapters one and two, impeachable offense and from scratch, respectively, these pages one through 32. And uh, chapter one, impeachable offense just opens right up with the perfect call. At 9 a.m. Thursday, July 25th, 2019, that's two days before Mueller, she wrote, was live on stage in Chicago and we got the news that there was a whistleblower about a phone call. July 25th, Vindman was seated in one of the two situation rooms, the smaller one, um, and as, at the White House, in the basement of the West Wing. And Vindman, he was very hopeful that they might be about to finally get the Ukraine policy back on track, uh, but was also worried because, well, Trump. And this has been going down since, I mean, you remember from the kitchen table days when we talked about the RNC platform and them softening the language about uh, defending Ukraine against Russia. Colonel Vindman takes some time here to give a little background on himself, enough to give the story he's about to tell a little bit of uh, support. First, he's 44-year-old at the time, Army Lieutenant Colonel, assigned to the National Security Council, also known as the NSC. Uh, just so you know, I, most of us in, in the military refer to Lieutenant Colonels as just Colonel, but also he was supposed to be promoted to Colonel, so I call him Colonel for two reasons. And so if you hear me calling him Colonel, that's why. He was serving as the director of Eastern Europe, the Caucasus, and Russia at the National Security Council. And recently, there had been deep concerns over relations between two of those countries. He was responsible for Ukraine and Russia. You know, we talked, uh, we had author Mike McFall, former ambassador to Russia, on our show to talk about the book um, Cold War Hot Peace, if you remember. And that had to do with 2014, when Putin invaded Ukraine and seized the Crimean Peninsula about 5% of the landmass there. And Ukraine had assured John Bolton that they would, we, would, we will be the buffer against Russian aggression to NATO in the region. We will spill blood, but we would like in return your support. Seems reasonable. But only weeks earlier, Trump had held nearly $400 million in USAID. And as we know, that violated the Impoundment Control Act. And now Rudy Giuliani is under federal investigation for schemes that led to that perfect call and the shadow Ukraine policy we heard about during the former president's first impeachment. 
the phone call that Colonel Vinman was about to listen to, as it happened. Vinman's role was to coordinate, at the time, all diplomatic, military, informational, and economic policy for the region across all government agencies. And he and his colleagues, including John Bolton and Fiona Hill, among others, were scrambling to sort out kind of what was going on with Ukraine and Russia. And during that time period, few got sleep. No one slept. Alex barely saw his wife, an eight-year-old daughter. He was working really long hours in those weeks and discerned that actions by Rudy Giuliani suggested a hidden motive for the White House's sudden interest in Ukraine. He was present at a meeting... Alex was present at a meeting where Ambassador Sundlin, you'll remember him, implied that if Zelensky pursued Biden and Burisma investigations, he might be rewarded with a White House visit. Quote, Ambassador Sundlin's proposal was clearly improper. It's a quote from Vinman's book here. And Vinman told Sondland the NSC would not be party to such an enterprise. Alex says one of the things that made him apprehensive about this phone call with Zelensky is that it was originally supposed to be a few days earlier, the day after the election. And it was meant to be congratulatory, pro forma. But then the call was postponed with no explanation. And now it was back on again with, again, no explanation. And on the way, walking to the room for the call, Vidman told his boss, new boss, Tim Morrison, that they, you know, we might want to get lawyers involved in this one. And Tim asked sardonically, like, why? And Vidman said, because this could all go haywire. Good call. <laughs> Tim dismissed the idea even though he'd been read in by his predecessor, Fiona Hill. And Vindman didn't understand his reticence. Like, why not? Tim was a Bolton protege that Alex describes here as uh, caustic and bristling with little to no experience in Eastern Europe and Russia. So despite his apprehension, Alex was optimistic about the call. But uh, that optimism faded as soon as Trump started talking. And he says, quote, that call changed my life. Vindman took notes as Trump talked, and his heart was sinking as he did. Trump's voice was lower than usual. It was detached. He said, quote, I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the European countries are doing. And they should be helping you more than they are. Germany does almost nothing for you. Zelensky did his best to flatter Trump and self-deprecate, something comedians do very well. Right. In fact, recently, when uh, I traveled to D.C., I stayed at the Hay Adams across from the White House. We did a live episode of Clean Up on File for Aisle 45. And uh, apparently there was all sorts of well, there definitely was all sorts of uh, Secret Service and, and police around. But apparently it was because Zelensky was staying at the hotel. I really wish I would have gotten a chance to talk to him because he seems like a very funny guy. But he was flattering Trump, buttering him up, self-deprecating and then came back, brought the call back to defense. And that he was, hey, we're really, we're ready to buy more javelins from the United States. And of course, that's when Trump said, I'd like you to do us a favor, though. And Trump then laid out a conspiracy theory that Ukraine, not Russia, was behind the DNC hack in 2016. Part of his efforts to undermine the Russia investigation, by the way. And he was hoping Zelensky could investigate that. And the other was Biden's son, Hunter. Trump expressed disappointment over the firing of Ukrainian attorneys General Lutsenko and Shokin, both recently named in search warrants for Rudy's home and office, by the way. I highly recommend you listen to this week's Mueller, she wrote. There's an in-depth story about new developments in that case. And Vindman was shocked. I mean, he could believe Rudy and Sondland pushing that garbage, but he couldn't imagine an American president asking a foreign leader to manufacture compromising material on an American citizen in exchange for U.S. support. 
And at that point, Alex like looked around the table like, what the heck? And he noticed he wasn't alone in his surprise. Even Tim Morrison's eyes were kind of darting back and forth as if to say, oh, so it's that kind of call. And Zelensky read the room, right? He cavelled about his stay at Trump Tower and how beautiful and magnificent it was. And then he told Trump, yeah, I would pursue a transparent inquiry into Hunter Biden. And then, bam, that was enough. Trump became immediately friendly and told Zelensky, you're welcome to visit the White House anytime. Set a date. Pick a date. We'll have you over. And now Vindman and the rest knew what Giuliani, Sundlin, and Mulvaney had been up to. Right after the call, Alex marched up to the office of the top National Security Council ethics official, who also happens to be Colonel Vindman's twin brother. The walk up to the office, Vindman says, was a blur, but when he arrived, he closed the door behind him, looked at his brother and said, if what I just heard becomes public, the president will be impeached. And we will be right back with chapter two, beginning on page 21, called From Scratch. Uh, if you want these episodes ad-free, you can become a patron of this show, Muller, She Wrote, and The Daily Beans, and get ad-free episodes of all of them for just three bucks a month. Just go to patreon.com slash Wrote. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. It's AG, and today's show is brought to you by Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront makes it easy to invest. After answering just a few questions, Wealthfront will build you a diversified portfolio of low-cost index funds in minutes. You can start with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with socially responsible funds, crypto trusts, and hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. Wealthfront is totally automated. They do all the trading, all the rebalancing, and they help lower your tax bill while you invest. You're protected from unnecessary risk because your portfolio is diversified across asset classes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. You can get your first $5,000 managed for free at Wealthfront.com slash book club. It takes just minutes to start building your wealth. Visit Wealthfront.com slash book club. That's Wealthfront, F-R-O-N-T dot com slash book club. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to our tiny chapter one and two. We're on chapter two now, page 21. This chapter is called From Scratch. And this chapter opens with Vindman's earliest memories, like photograph, photographic memories uh, of, of his 1970s childhood in the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic. And like I said, those first memories are like still photographs to him looking out from his crib. Then some his first full-scale memories happened, and, and they weren't always good. He and his twin brother, Eugene, who was then known as Yevgeny, were in a sanatorium, supposedly for Soviet elites, but for them it was kind of like a chamber of horrors, quote-unquote, and he and his brother got into a lot of trouble. A lot. A lot of trouble, because they defied authority quite a bit. And his memory, his first memory, along with his brother's first memory, is having soap in his mouth as punishment, and looking out the window, wishing their dad would come back. They would later learn they were there because their mom was in hospice, and Dad was overwhelmed. Their oldest brother, Len, stayed with him until 1979 when Alex remembers getting in his father's car with his brothers and hurtling down the driveway, never to return. That was their escape from the Soviet Union to the United States. Alex then talks about how a lot of people have asked him why he decided to report the Zelensky call. And he explained it boiled down to it being his duty, his sworn duty. And he never reconsidered it, even in hindsight. 
he wouldn't have hesitated. He says here, he is also often asked how he knew so quickly what the right thing was. And the answer is what the book is about. He says no one is born with amazing courage or some especially firm moral compass. We become who we are by learning. And he says he learned to be who he had become and what he had to do about the former guy's wrongdoing. He also learned um, how to handle the fallout that divided his life into basically two phases, pre-call and post-call. And that's the story that this book aims to tell. And here on pages 24 and 25, Alex tells the harrowing story of his father, Simon Vindman's life as a child under Stalin's great purge that killed and imprisoned millions in Ukraine. And of course, Nazi Germany's unopposed encroachment uh, into Eastern Europe. Alex lost his grandfather in the battles against the Nazis in Kiev. His grandmother made it out with her children, his dad, and only what they could carry. The Soviets rejected a trainload of Ukrainian refugees that included his grandma and her kids, his dad, Alex's dad. They were sent back to almost certain death in Kiev. But before the train made it back, Alex's grandmother got their family off the train, snuck off the plane, fled, fled east to a small town in the Earls. And that's how the Vindman's dad spent his youth. And in 2013, as an army attache to the U.S. Embassy in Moscow, Alex visited that small town and thought of his grandma, a young woman alone with two kids who defied authority and then struggled to make a life in a hostile place. And he left in 2013. He left that small town with a renewed appreciation, not just for her struggle, but for all his ancestors' sacrifices for future generations. And um, a little bit uh, shoot forward to the more present time in the 1970s. The Soviet anti-Semitism was so bad, it inspired the U.S. to grant refugee status to all Jews leaving the USSR. And Alex, Eugene, their dad, Simon, and their older brother, Len, fled. They landed in New York in 1979. They did spend a long time in Italy and Vienna waiting for their asylum to be approved. When they arrived, they had some luggage and $759 in cash. And uh, their dad, Simon, had been widowed for about a year. At the time, representatives of the Jewish community that were assisting with refugee resettlement advised Simon to put his boys up for adoption. But Simon couldn't forget the institution where he'd once left the kids and refused to break the family up, having seen foster homes in the United States. Alex said, nothing has shaped him more than his dad's determination and optimism in the face of those challenges. Uh, optimism. That strikes me as very important. It reminds me of... Midnight in Washington by Adam Schiff, where he says, we do not have the luxury of despair. But that, those challenges and the optimism in the face of them, that's where Alex learned to do the right thing, even if it meant standing alone, even when it means standing alone. And that experience taught him to be confident about starting over, which he definitely had to do. So if you have any questions for Colonel Vindman, and you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash MillerSheWrote. There's a form to send your questions in. We'll be answering them in episode eight of this series. And you can join us next week as we cover chapters three and four. Chapter three is Late Bloomer. And chapter four is Right Where I Want to Be. Starts on page 33, chapter three does. So please grab a copy of Here Right Matters if you haven't yet. And until next week, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been Allison Gill, and this is the MSW Book Club. 
The MSW Book Club is executive produced by Allison Gill in partnership with MSW Media and written by Allison Gill and Dana Goldberg. Sound design and engineering by Molly Hockey. Jesse Egan is our copywriter and our art and web designer by Joelle Reeder and Moxie Design Studios. The MSW Book Club is a proud member of MSW Media, a group of creator-owned podcasts focused on news, justice, and politics. For more information, visit mswmedia.com.